the Rotating Bits podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back. Today Crystal and I want to talk about the movie Detective Pikachu. It's funny enough one of our favorite movies. This movie is particularly enjoyable for those who grew up with the series as we did. But did the movie do the series and the franchise justice? Let's discuss that starting now. <clears throat> welcome back. <laughs> Hi! Nice to see you again! Nice to see you! It's been so long! <laughs> it's been way too long. I know, seven days just isn't... It's not enough. <laughs> I think I'm gonna... Like, how often do you call your mom? <laughs> not not enough. Oh, you know <laughs> like, what's Oh month? no! Oh, you're, you're a terrible son. <laughs> I, I, am a, I am a terrible son. Um, that reminds me of that one song by 21 Pilots. Ah, Polarize. I think it's the name of the song. Oh, that's the one? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you mean the one where he dedicates a whole song to, uh, to buying his mother a house? Okay, that's that? true. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing with Polarize is that he talks about how he could have been a better son, you know? Uh, well, in hindsight, we could be all be just a little bit better than we have been, I guess. <laughs> there's this... a little bit of advocacy there. <laughs> oh, there's this one. Um... Oh, I'm trying to find the quote real quick. Um... Let me see if. Ah, there's this quote I really like. Hmm. Um, and it's from Kierkegaard, which is a Danish. Is he Danish? Oh, give me one second, because I, I really <laughs> like I really like this quote. Ah, here sure, it is. Sure. In the meantime, oh, okay. I you found it. it. So it is it is really true what philosophy tells us that life must be understood backwards, but with this one forgets the second proposition that it must be lived forwards, and that's kind of how I view it. Is that you? We live life in a linear way, so you know from point A to point B. Sure. And we always have the power of hindsight, you know, so we understand life once we're at the end of it, which is just terrible. So, yeah, we could always yeah. do better. I mean, honestly, now that I am uh, 30, mm, <laughs> every time I say it out loud, I'm just like, oh, yes. That reminds me of a right. story when I was in France. Um, being 30? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. <clears throat> okay. I went to France a couple of years ago because I had to go for my studies. And I rented an Airbnb and there's there's this guy who was funny enough, his name was Chris. <clears throat> and <laughs> he, he yeah, and he was from I can't I think he was from Senegal and he was living in France. And he's like, How old are you? And I was like, Yeah, I'm 27. He's like, Ah, oh, 27, you're so young. I remember when I turned 30, because he turned 30 a couple days ago and or like a year or so ago. He's like, ah oh, crap, like I'm 30 now, I'm old. I was like, enjoy yeah. it while it lasts, because you're going to be 30 eventually, too. And I was like, oh, fuck. And every time I say I'm 30, I always think of that guy I met in France. And he was a super nice guy. I never met him again. He went, he oh, went to France. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even say it. It's It was your birthday over last weekend, right? Yeah. You just turned 30. I did. I got my oh, official mark. Happy birthday, man. Thanks. I'm sorry, I'm such a terrible friend and still hasn't memorized your birthday in uh like 15, 16 years. That that reminds I'm me so of, of the face you know the Facebook meme where the, there's a Facebook meme. You sound so old. 
it is an old one. And the guy, and the and the guy's like, "Hey, uh, happy birthday!" Some guy's wishing another guy happy birthday, and then Facebook yeah. comes up to him and it's like, uh, and and the guy gives Facebook five bucks, like, "Hey, thanks for reminding me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like seriously, the Facebook platform. If there's one thing it did, it, you know, it does is it definitely keeps you on track with your friends' birthdays to where and it's. It, you don't it's even so need to worry weird about it. yeah because it's like a person you never talk to the entire year but when the, when it's their birthday you're like hey happy birthday it's like but i never talked to you like not once <laughs> right i mean <laughs> to be fair that is why it's been turned off for several years now <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i i haven't bothered i i think there's probably I mean, honestly, I keep my Facebook fairly modest. It's like 150 people that I know, maybe 120-ish, somewhere in that range. And I'd say out of all of them, I probably only actually keep up with maybe 30 of them. And so it's like, oh, there's like 100 people essentially out there that like, I mean, I have love for them, but I essentially only have them on Facebook as that last tier of concern. It's just like, hey, you know what? If you need me or if you wake up one day and you're like, I want to talk to Crystal, I'm here for it. But I don't think I've ever woken up and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to talk to blah, blah, blah from high school again. And today's the day. Thank God I kept them as a friend on there, you know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, they're there. It's nice. I wish them well. I still have love for them, but I in no way know who they are to this day. Like it's been 10 years and I haven't said one word to them. So why would, like you said, why would I wish them a happy birthday? It feels very intrusive. <laughs> yeah. I keep, I keep people on my list just to, just to, you know, see what they're doing. Um, yeah. It sounds almost like a stalker, but. <laughs> so uh, why don't you, cause I've done it the last two times. Why don't Fine. you, uh, let us let us know what we're doing today so today we are talking about dragon ball z movie from 2010 isn't it oh you got me there i guess i didn't do my homework then (laughs) and it it was the first live action dbz movie and it went down as like you know one of the all-time favorites you're talking about the live action yeah okay no no we definitely can't be friends i'm sorry this he ruined our whole our whole thing the podcast has gotta go was it 2010 (laughs) the dbz movie i don't know i in the far reaches of my mind in the far far reaches there lies the I want to forget this because it was so bad. <laughs> I will confirm that that movie lives in those dark shadows. I refuse. <laughs> so it was made in 2009. And according to Wikipedia, it's one of the best live action movies of all time. And it made 100% of its budget back. <laughs> what, $20? <laughs> it was $300 million and they made $600. <laughs> serious they spent 300 million on that no they spent, they spent 30 they made 60 but oh that, wow but actually we're talk about another live action movie that's a lot better which is hmm. detective pikachu and ah there we are <laughs> and so when i saw the movie at first i was pretty apprehensive to watch it because anything that refers back to my childhood is kind of like 
I think it's true for anyone. So skeptical. Yeah, people are always skeptical. <laughs> Especially after Dragon Ball Z, that was a great way to to really approach it. <laughs> and it's kind of like anything that touches on remakes, people are very sensitive about. So Disney is going through the process of remaking all of the movies that made him famous in the '90s. So you know, you have like uh, Lion King, Aladdin, all the. So they're remaking all of their classics because they have nothing better to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are really hurt, you know, like, why are you going to remake Aladdin? You know, it's a, it's a good movie. And then you get the common argument, which is like, you're not the audience. So blah, blah, blah. And I kind of felt the same way about Detective Pikachu. I was like, why? I mean, granted, there wasn't, you know, you did have the one Pokemon movie from the 90s that there was the first time I ever cried at a movie <laughs> where, where Pikachu, they're fighting in the arena against Mewtwo and Pikachu turns to stone and you know like seven-year-old me that was probably like the most that was like the saddest thing that could happen yeah. in, in like the history of humanity you know you I got, mean, honestly i cried like a baby i was so I was, I was like that's and then like it turns out and everyone's friends you know like oh my god i cried so hard uh, granted i was eight but still i, I probably still cry now but yeah. <laughs> super sad movie for that one second you know um yeah. and i was like ah oh, why do i really want to watch detective pikachu you know because like because there's a chance that it might ruin it for you, you know, it might ruin, yeah. you know, your childhood. But I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised because it wasn't like, and I, I kind of mentioned Dragon Ball Z because I think it was a good, uh, a good reference because that's the way to do it poorly. <laughs> that's the way to not do it. Um, like the whole movie. It's just you know, from start to finish. I only watched part a of it. Classic. It really was a classic cash grab. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. A lot of these things, they feel like cash grabs where, um, the thing I liked about Detective Pichu is that I could imagine that. That's how I could imagine, you know, it being part of our world. And so it was very, right. it was a very immersive experience, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I guess one last point, and I'll pass it back to you, is I didn't feel like the the CGI was corny or like poorly done. I thought it was very yeah. well made. It was so good. It was really, it was really good. It was really, really good. Like another example where people were like up in arms was the sonic movie when they did like the trailer a couple uh, like a year back and they showed it off yeah. and they were like this is terrible i'm not going to watch this and so and so sega had to read or was it sony i can't remember who it was had to invest like another two million dollars to redo all of the models because it was just so terrible whereas this one was just like golden like i loved it yeah well i i have a theory for that um which if we want to put sonic on our list i'd love to talk about it but let's let's hold off on that i definitely think that it may have been on purpose and it was only images it wasn't a trailer oh that's right Um, yeah so in my opinion it may have been staged to freak the fans out to gain more traction um that is conspiracy level (laughs) no because social media kind of it was leaked which we know for a fact that people can leak things intentionally and i think that they had a beginning um sketch from someone i don't think that that's actually what they did but they were like oh no we'll redo it all for the fans because we weren't already making this for the fans like (laughs) as if they didn't already have an animated model um to base their their research off of you know it's like if you were to give a, a crayon and a piece of paper to a five-year-old and you decide you described sonic that's maybe what they would have came 
up with. But when you think about professional artists and what they're able to do based off of what they already know about the character, which is also 3D references, that's no way with that. They didn't come up with that. I'm sorry. I can't believe it. Like a room full of actual fans coming up with that. No, no. Uh, yeah, I, th- I believe so. <laughs> I mean, that, it, was a, it was a good movie. I mean, I don't think it can hold a candle to Detective Pikachu. I mean, it's definitely... A lot of these older Let's, movies are definitely hold. The- I don't want to. Comp- I don't want to compare it. <laughs> no, I only compare in the sense that a lot of these movies are banking on fans loving them, and so it's not. You, you already have a base, and right. so you're you're trying to profit from that base, okay. and that's that's really the, the where it completely ends. Um, that's fair. And I didn't feel that way with this movie necessarily, and even if even if that was their intent, and it probably was, um, I think they did a good. A, a, they did a good job. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the few I, movies I've seen like two or three times. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. I, I have it. no, like, quite honestly, um, like you had mentioned, it was very much Pokemon. Overall, is entangled in my childhood. It felt really good to see a trailer and then see such detail and care in the animation, um, and then the interactions between humans and Pokemon also felt effortless um the responses you know and then of course ryan reynolds as a whole (laughs) i enjoy all of his movies i mean from the moment that he started getting into nerdier movies like deadpool um and well i guess it was x-men first uh you really see his quip and i just really enjoy how witty he is how fast-paced he is with his wording and you know just overall his sense of humor and how he brings that into films oh i guess it was green lantern first anyway that's fine technical details (laughs) green green lantern uh rest in what's the movie rest in peace department um oh yeah that one yes i I like that yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Green Lantern. <laughs> but, um, I don't know if I've seen that though. Maybe, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's very old. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also not really recognized by the DC, right? DC universe. You're you're the expert. <laughs> I know, I know. I just blanked a little bit there. I was just like, oh, I wasn't prepared to talk about it. <laughs> but I just had, you know, those images. But anyway, back to Pokemon. <laughs> um I thought it was odd to go Detective Pikachu. Uh, However, I mean, and I just want to quote him, but basically my boyfriend, Tim, he was just like, you know, they used it because it was a safe bet, which honestly I would say is fair because it's so niche and it wasn't exactly the most popular game for Pokemon that you can't really get it wrong. And as long as they incorporate like, you know what I mean? The care to the universe that they're using, then they could kind of just take what they want, you know what I mean? And create their own storyline. I feel very stupid because I didn't know it was based off a video game. (laughs) Well, there you go. It's based off of, yeah, it's like you you wouldn't know necessarily unless you did the research. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) But that makes it it even better though, because- The, it, I, I would agree because it stands and falls on its own merits exactly so you, you have like for like you have other movies like there are so many movies that are based on books and you always mm-hmm. hear or like based on video games and you always hear the video game was better or the book was right. better you always hear right. that but this was like it feels like it like it could have been like its own film and honestly i thought it was exactly yeah so it, it yeah the game was 
mostly popular in japan i'm not even sure if it was released in america or no. if it was or if it just didn't gain traction over here but um, either way it's just the point that they they you know they got to cherry pick what they wanted to create their own storyline and plot and i i found it very funny uh so with our movies unlike our tv shows and anime where we like you know uh limit it to the amount of episodes with our movies we're trying to watch the entire movie basically huh. we're just trying to pick anything that's not over two to three hours you know anything that's excessive excessive so you won't be hearing us reviewing lord of the rings uh. is essentially what i'm telling you but it's mostly because i would say that both of us can conclude that we like it and what? that there's no reason for me to sit down and rewatch. Lord of the, I think everyone it's loves so Lord. Long. I think Lord of the Ring. Like this is like very far off from Detective Pikachu, but I think that's one of the movies that should never be remade. I think the way they did it was just, I think it was just good. I don't think there's any reason to remake it. <clears throat> I mean, they could, in my opinion, they could get to the point faster. They could do it in two hours. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> they don't need seven endings. <laughs> it's like Star Wars, like. <laughs> who would remake like the star Wars movies from the 70s like that would be like sacrilege you know like let's remake them i don't think they would ever allow it no that's like terrible like they're they're good for what they are there, like, something- there's too many star wars purists out there that don't believe in the new films that are just like no we should have left it with the previous ones but it's fine guilty <laughs> of course what am i surprised that you're on the other end of course i I watched the what was the the new one with the one guy um the very first new the very first star wars movie from the the trilogy uh the awakening of something i can't remember of the newest one yeah i I have to find the german title first oh the force awakens there we go oh yeah yeah i thought it was terrible I felt like I was watching. Yeah. The, I felt I was watching like the first three movies compressed into one. And I mean, uh, and that's what I was okay with. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it, it's anyway, fine. like this is detective, why we're not Pe- doing them. That's not what we're not. We're not doing Star Wars either because people are gonna hate me. <laughs> but detective but, Pikachu was, it was really good, and I really, I really felt kind of thrown back to the Mewtwo movie. Yeah, I it definitely like whenever. Well, let me go ahead and just I'll, I'll read the little synopsis here right, for go. Detective Pikachu. So, Detective Pikachu is an event. Oh, nope, that's the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, uh, East Detective Harry Goodman mysteriously goes missing, prompting his 21-year-old son, Tim, to find out what happened. Aiding in the investigation is Harry's former Pokemon partner, wisecracking, adorable super sleuth, Detective Pikachu, finding that they are uniquely equipped to work together, as Tim is the only human... human. We can talk with Pikachu. They join forces to unravel the tangled mystery. <laughs> so, like, <clears throat> what I love about it is just in the beginning, they just give us these wonderful vibes. Like, the level of detail in the scenery and in, in adding in the Pokemon were, it was flawless. It made, when I first saw it, it made my heart, like, swell. And, like, I got so excited. It felt like I was on an adrenaline rush. <laughs> You know, seeing this level of quality even being put on, on Pokemon just 
and it was it was really good so good seeing the pidgeys and everything just flying and a, a, an occasional bulbasaur just like walking by like with big eyes oh my gosh i love bulbasaur so much <laughs> what i will say about the movie is that it does someone approach the uncanny valley i don't know if you're familiar with that term no so the uncanny valley so basically we try to represent things as lifelike as possible yeah. Um, so that we can recognize them. And we allow for a certain level of abstraction. So you have like cubism, for example, where you can still recognize it's part of this world, but it's not mm. like detailed. And then you have people who do these paintings that are super lifelike to where yes. you would swear it's a, it's, a, it's a photo. Now, if you transplant this to like robots, we want to recognize that it's a robot but we also want it to like be like lifelike. And if you make robots too detailed, you know, you have the pores, you have the, the eyebrows, the nose, then it becomes kind of creepy. And it becomes kind of uncomfortable because it's too lifelike. And so if you get something that's too real, um, then it becomes kind of like uncanny. It becomes like very uncomfortable. The Simpsons did this in one episode where part of the episode was animated, mm-hmm. and like, like 3D animated. And it was super detailed to the point to where it was so eerie. And that's kind of what I felt in this movie is like a lot of the models were very detailed. Yeah. And like Pikachu, for example, is super detailed. And it's kind of yeah. weird, but it's also good. And so that's Oh the, no, I loved it. I loved it too. It was really good. But that's the uncanny valley. It's where you get okay. to the that's where you get to the point where you have so much detail to the point where it's like very weird. And it's kind of uncomfortable. Um that's how I felt. Because honestly, like if you put me in virtual reality glasses and you just left me in that movie, I'd be satisfied. Like I'd it it feel like you know like that you would get be to the, see the dream. Tuft, you yeah, like you get to see the tuft of the the fur on Pikachu when he gets all messed up and it gets all dirty, and you know you get to see him shake it out, and uh, you know it's <laughs> it's definitely allowing these pokemon to come to life in a satisfying way for me like the details of like water falling you know on the flower petal of a bulbasaur on his back is just very fascinating to me and then like even when mewtwo is healing up pikachu you know you saw the healing happening from what's inside his body like there was this glow and i'm just like man that detail though it's so good and so you know the whole film in total had about 54 pokemon and like i I didn't count them all amazing no i didn't either i asked google (laughs) i'm like you you have to know i'm getting my facts from the internet (laughs) so so this is i guess one of the prime examples of something being very beautiful um Mm -hmm. but also be kind of flat so with respect to like the story the the (laughs) storyline like within like the first 30 minutes or so it's pretty easy at least it was for me to kind of know where it's going to go and how it's going to end so there weren't like a lot of surprises or twists and turns it was uh, foreseeable I'll put it that way and so I wasn't really surprised by the ending because the ending was kind of in the beginning of the movie so to speak um and so I guess the movie's best selling point is like how beautiful it was
but I don't think the plot or the story is very deep. It's kind of run of the mill, really. So <laughs> it's really funny that you brought this up, and I highly suggest anybody uh, who likes a good, funny um, review to go to Honest Trailers. Uh, they they talk about Detective Pikachu, and the way that they summed it up is that it was like, oh, you have this Pokemon world, and then you introduce a whole new character who's basically like uh, a noir film, which is the girl. <laughs> When she's introduced, it's like the pacing kind of changes because she has her own priorities and she's trying to get out there as a journalist. So <laughs> it's really it's it's really funny um, seeing like, in my opinion, I think it's entertaining in like a messy, I guess in a messy way, uh, like the delivery and everything. And then like, but I just, there's just something like, Okay, so I have to go back to my childhood here just for a quick second. Um, you know, when my mom, like, this is what, um, when did Pokemon come out? I think it was the early 90s, right? Yeah. 95? Let's, let's check. Yeah. It's 96. 96, so. okay. So really close to what I was saying. So basically... I was six years old when Pokemon came out. It was a lot of hype. It was fairly wholesome for what it was at the time, not the developed theory behind it. Um, <laughs> it kind of darkened that aspect. But I just remember my very religious mom being like, what are you looking forward to um, when you go to heaven? And like my first thought was literally like, I don't want to go to heaven if I can't have Pokemon in my life. And like literally that was my aspirations so like when I see this film it just makes me so giddy and it takes me exactly back to my childhood so like when I look at the storyline any indiscretions or the simplification what have you it's it's fine <laughs> Like the way the honest trailers described it is that it was too cute for adults and a little too dark for children. And in my opinion, I'd say that's a really nice balance on how you would describe it. <laughs> I think it all comes back to what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, if you're someone who's new to Pokemon, I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> right, let, right. let's assume that you've never had anything to do with Pokemon whatsoever. This, right. is, your very, this is your very first experience with the genre i don't know if it would be something that would make you want to stay because a lot of it plays on i don't want to say nostalgia but it does evoke a lot of these image a lot of these images and a lot of the imagery that you associate with you know the series and the video games and stuff like that the trading yeah. card game and and so the the viewer is doing a lot of the work i would say because they're playing on i don't want to that's ah, probably a poor way of framing it but if you don't know anything about the Pokemon world, you're not going to understand the movie. It, so you have to bring like a lot of knowledge with you. Because well, I mean, you just really have to know how important Mewtwo is. Yeah, but Other that's never explained that, though, in the series. That's something you have to know going into the see the movie. You know, they did mention uh, the that Mewtwo was captured. Oh, that's right. After yeah, that's... years, so that's really fun. <laughs> Yeah, but I think if for like lovers or fans of the, the, the genre, or I wouldn't say a genre of the series, it's a terrific movie. Yeah. But does it fall and stand on its own right as a movie? It kind of falls flat outside of the series, which is okay. Like it, within the series itself, I think it's one of the best movies. 
um, so hard to take off these love goggles though like i don't it even, is i'm just over here like okay but you, you start from the beginning right his friend uh gosh i had his name um <laughs> but his friend is just like listen you're a lonely guy you need to have your your companion pokemon you know you just you just got to get out there and look for it and it almost sounded like a relationship oh his friend's name is jack i did write it down and then like that backfires on him for trying to catch the cubone he actually convinced his friend after i don't know how long uh you know um and then they let out that he wanted to be a trainer a pokemon trainer which in this specific city and where their region is that it's not very common to do pokemon battles it seemed like uh it was very like equal rights or semi-equal rights i don't know it seemed like that's the way it should go on sorry oh i was just gonna say it seemed like it was still second class citizenship to me but it's fine (laughs) i guess if you go ahead no i was gonna say if you get down to the whole like pokemon what it's all about it it is kind of dark though because basically you're capturing these creatures and forcing them to fight and they do touch and they do touch on that um with the charizard battle yeah, the um, underground battling yeah. at the roundhouse club or whatever it was called. And I think it's kind of funny that they picture that as being dark when that's actually representative of the entire series. Well, I would say that it's dark, not necessarily in the battling. It was dark that the main villain, uh, which wasn't Mewtwo, uh, it was, of course, a human. What a surprise. Wanted to take over Pokemon bodies so that they could live for way longer. Like, they're just like, oh, humans are inherently uh, faulty. And we already coexist with Pokemon who have it a lot better. So why not just take over their bodies? That was the dark part of the movie anyways. (laughs) But I mean, for me, it was about the small moments. Like I said, with Cubone uh, throwing his bone at him and sending him flying um, when they were interrogating Mr. Mime. (laughs) And like, I mean, it was even seen in the trailers, but I still lost my mind when I first saw it because it was just so funny. Like, miming him into a house, miming throwing gasoline on him, <laughs> you know, accidentally setting him on fire. <laughs> like, he had the match and then he just tossed it. Like, that was so humorous. Like, I I lost it and I still enjoy it. Um. <laughs> I Yeah, there, there are a lot of things that save the movie. So I yeah. think a, a lot of the comedy I think is very good. Uh, it plays a lot on nostalgia, which is it ha- kind of has to. And um, then the, the daddy issues. Yeah, yeah, ob- yeah. <laughs> Who you, doesn't have a classic good daddy issue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can't have a good movie without daddy issues. Yeah, that's you really true. Just need that platform. <laughs> yeah, and um, and like just the acting I thought was really good too. They, they sold it very well. and and the models so everything about the movie kind of redeems it it's just like the storyline isn't super uh, but honestly people who go to watch this movie they're not watching it for the storyline they're they're watching it for everything i'm trying to prove (laughs) yeah you don't watch it for the story the storyline is good like it it is i think it's kind of (laughs) it's a it's a textbook case it's kind of like i guess what you learn in film school it's like this is one of the sort like one of the plot lines you can use for a movie so it's nothing like super original Um, I thought it it was fun um, the way that they revealed the plot because they were using technology as a way to manipulate the main character. So like, you know, like the perspective. So honestly, I didn't expect um, 
the villain to be the old man. I really did think it was going to be his son. I but it honestly, turns out his son was just a dick. Okay, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. That was a bit of a twist for me too, with the son ah, and whatnot. That, yeah, that's so true. you get the one. You get the one twist. It's a reveal of the specific scene where his dad goes missing, and then slowly but surely, you're seeing these other perspectives that let out the truth. And you know, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. A lot of it felt like a throwback to the very first movie, the very first Pokemon movie with Mewtwo and whatnot, him being created. Um, because that's what it because that's what the very first Pokemon movie was about. The the 2000 movie was, you know, Mewtwo being the ultimate Pokemon and in how Pokemon were being pitted against one another and this isn't fair, and Pokemon should, you know, should be the ones that should rule the world and blah blah blah. And Mewtwo was also the main focus of the first Pokemon movie. Mm. and and so this is the, the so it kind of made me think of that that's kind of where the parallels end like with respect to like the storyline there isn't much i believe that connects the two other than like mewtwo is you know a big focus of both movies and mm. and this is uh gen one i believe i don't think there are any other pokemon that well, do so that i think i think the point was that in the first one well in the movie you're talking about and correct me if i'm wrong but okay to uh utilize like it was manipulating Mewtwo for human interest yeah exactly so what happened is 20 years later in this movie they captured him again to once again manipulate Pokemon in just a different way so it it Uh... was oh if they lose their mind and they lose control they then lose their free will so now we can set ourselves up in their bodies easier i always think it's kind of funny that this is a common theme in a lot of the pokemon videos uh, video games and movies where the pokemon are kind of being abused and used by the humans and so they have to kind of be saved some way yes and so that's like always present but like both sides are doing it like like the good side and the bad side both of them are using the pokemon just for like different ways you know and I always think it's kind of interesting. Well, one has a, a little bit closer to do with consent. I wouldn't say that that's all characters that we meet in the Pokemon universe, but I think like if you even had to look at Ash overall in the games or cartoon series, there. I mean, the idea is to capture them, of course, but like yeah. ultimately he gives them choices and he allows, you know what I mean? He respects them enough that's true you know what that's i because gen one is so it's so long ago yeah that is true because in the video games you do just sit there and collect right whereas in the series he he can't store them all and he does capture them but after like a couple of them do go to professor oak but ultimately when he sees that they have better opportunities with other people or like with charizard the whole thing was that he was just like if you're meant to stay on this island with other charizards then you should stay and he gave him that opportunity you know that's you know that's true but that never comes across in the video games because that's never really that's never really an option and it's more like that has a lot to do with you know programming right (laughs) yeah that's true i mean but in the video games you do have the option of setting them free but no one does that (laughs) yeah i mean because it doesn't actually give you any gains to the way that the there's there's no incentive yeah there's no incentive behind it um but you know there there 
there are theories, um, and now I don't know if this is just Pokemon theories or if it's been proven yet, but essentially the idea is that humans derived from Pokemon. So I feel like this movie has a lot to do with taking that back and putting humans in control of that awareness. At least that's my theory. That I mean, maybe I'm mixing up a couple of things that I've I've read and I've heard, but it just you know it it feels like it has a lot to do with you know how we're how we're tied to pokemon and because i believe in the newest series of pokemon i could be wrong but i thought greninja and ash actually like had their own form i don't know do you know about that does no. that sound no I don't know, but you know what? Detective Pikachu reminds me a lot of of Zootopia. Oh, so I just want to confirm with you. Uh, okay. So it does seem like it it is a thing. I do believe that they have their own. It's called a Pokemon fusion, and I believe. Oh no, maybe. Oh gosh. Fusion. See, the problem with Pokemon is that it's been around around for so long <laughs> that there. This could be just a whole fan theory that's just going out around there in in the community and so it's hard i've to never determine. heard of it I've is, yeah I've well been... how up to date are you because i know that see i've joked how... around about this before and i just wanted to say it while we're recording too but uh tim literally likes to uh you know, he's definitely into Pokemon. It's one of his stronger categories. And I, I swear he comes up to me after he listens to our podcast and he will always like be like, uh, I wish that you could correct this and this. And I've always made jokes. I was like, maybe you should be our editor. And like you go in and you correct one of us and like he could just dub over us <laughs> the actual information. <laughs> but that, um, I'll keep that in, I'll keep that in mind for yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pass over that so that I'm not wrong or right. But... I've never I've never heard I've never heard of that. The only thing I've heard of is but this is restricted to the video games is mm-hmm. when you trade that they they evolve. But that that's pretty much it. And I know that you can breed, but you don't get like new uh Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But how up to date am I? Uh I probably stopped playing after high school. That's not true. I played black and white um, and Pokemon X, which was like 2015. But that's pretty much it. We bought Sword and Shield a couple days back. Um, But I haven't been playing it. That's been my life. I just can't get past how terrible the game is graphic-wise, so I just can't really get into it. And it it just looks terrible. It's a joke. But that's a story for another day. But I think fans of the series will definitely love Pikachu. And for someone even who they don't even know what that is or like what Pokemon is or whatnot, I still think it's a good watch. Like you get a good laugh out of it. Sorry, I'm still looking. It's <laughs> fine. Like, it's amazing how much you can get into the lore and stuff. But I do believe that they're proving it. It seems like it was in the Alola region. And then also. Oh, um, yeah. There was also I didn't play that. XYZ, I don't know. Maybe I'm not reading that quick. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah, Sun and Moon. Oh, yeah, Sun and Moon. There we go. That was it. (laughs) 
And then uh, let's see. So I thought it was really funny that the substance was called R. Like, of course, it reminds you of, you know, Team Rocket. <laughs> it was like, oh, classic uh, add in there. And then, um, oh, man, the how funny was it when he kicked the, um, oh, what is what is Gyarados' first form? Magikarp. Magikarp. When he kicks the Magikarp. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it eventually transforms. It was just so funny. <laughs> and like seeing how scared the Charizard was once the Gyarados appeared. That was great. Uh, I loved um, the beatbox uh, Pokemon. I think it was called a Loud... Oh, uh, that's right. Then it's more than Gen One. Yeah. Um, I haven't really watched. I haven't really done much past like Gen Four. After that, it just feels like it gets kind of convoluted. Oh, absolutely. And they're I mean, just you're just you're expanding this entire world based on I guess the way that they're releasing it, and it, it just yeah. becomes they're just pulling it out of their ass at this point. And oh you, yeah, <laughs> and you really notice it when you look at the designs. Yeah. That oh was, yeah, there's a trash bag Pokemon. That one's insane. Uh, and that's the that's the thing is, um, the longer a series goes on, the harder it is to stay original and creative. So if you go back to like the first few, it felt so like no one had ever done this before, which probably isn't true, but at least not on this scale and not to this right. level of dedication. And so you really had like 150, and you. And you could really name all of them. I mean, I could do it. Like, I think everyone our age I could one point or another name all of 150. Now I probably can't. But <laughs> it, 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 it feels like kind of like one piece in the sense of, you know, like you got to catch them all, but or like a pyramid scheme. Like you catch them all <laughs> and then like there are 150, you got to catch more. And then once you get to those, you got to get more and more and more. So that it, like you can never really catch them all. I mean, it's a, okay. So we're we're literally talking like let's really go back to the basics. It's sports. It's sports for nerds. You're essentially right. saying like, oh, I'm gonna collect all the cards. I'm gonna collect all of the fan, you know, stuff. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go collect all the merchandise. It, it's just a new platform. Well, not a new. It's a new, a new ish or. <laughs> uh to really be able to dive into a whole world of characters and i mean honestly i really love the main character to this uh he's in a lot of things that i enjoy so i this wasn't you know like this didn't deter me he's still i i really enjoy him uh tim no wait no it's justice smith sorry i got their names mixed up <laughs> like his character's name is tim good man that's terrible but but yeah justice smith is really cool um the her his female counterpart was fine she they made her relevant so i feel like she did her job and really she saved the day for the most part was it a love story (laughs) at the end i can't remember i don't think there was any like love involved no been interested in her but like in the way that a young boy would be not a 20 year old 21 year old man and his priorities which is (laughs) which is good because every time you usually you have this dynamic it's always like a love story yeah and I, i definitely think that they wanted to cater a little more to the usual character age which is like 10 to 13 like 
Yeah. Oh, and I have to mention, did you notice uh, when he was, oh, there was a scene, I think when he was on the train after he found out that his father had passed, uh, he had watched like a infomercial or something where it yeah. had red in it, which is the original character for from the games. Which which is not the same as Ash. Those are right, exactly. and I and I didn't know Ash that for was the, just created for for the TV show, which I didn't know <laughs> for the longest time. Oh, oh yeah, well, I, I mean, cool. if, yeah, at the very beginning, you would think. <laughs> You finally figured it out after 20 years. <laughs> like, because you could have been, I can't remember which, which video game, you couldn't actually fight Ash. Um, he does appear in the video game as his own character that oh, you can actually well, battle really with. Cool. But I can't remember which video game it was because it's been so long and they're like a thousand games by now. But you can't right, actually, right. but you can't actually battle him. Um, That's cool. But, but Ash is his American name and the Japanese version, I believe he has a completely different name. Um, let me check real quick. Uh, yeah, and, and the Japanese version of his name is actually Satoshi. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and so he's and like they created his Ash because the, the his whole name is a play on words. So you have catch him. So for Ash, catch them. So catch yeah. them all. So his yeah. name is a play on words, but in the Japanese yeah. version, is 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 just Satoshi. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now that you say it more and more, I'm just like, oh wait, you know what? That sounds like something I would have known a while ago, and then just forgot the the fact itself. But yeah, I'd say so. With our movies, we've been watching them all. So with this one, I would definitely say overall, I feel like it was very well done in comparison to what we could have gotten uh which as you brought up Dragon Ball Z is a great example of a live action gone wrong I there's an seen... there's another one that I forgot which is Super Mario Brothers <laughs> oh yeah you know what okay so I saw that as a child and to be honest I was confused about what I was watching and then I went back and watched it again when I got older and I was like oh so for just a random film that one was okay and wild but yeah it it didn't hold up the name for Super Mario Brothers for sure <laughs> which is one of the reasons why Nintendo is always so apprehensive to do like movies because mm. if you do movies based on video games you always run the risk of of one having it's there always there was always there are always two main consequences which is one you have a poor movie and two you piss off a lot of fans <laughs> and that's that's why they're so dangerous uh, like for books too but. yeah that makes sense anyway, yeah i mean speaking of game of thrones <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the ending there was yeah Good anyway with the coffee cup but yeah, yeah. Well, detective pikachu though you would still recommend it uh i would recommend it to yeah. anyone under 13. I'm just kidding. Was... Yeah, no, let's get you want to know what this film right here I think that it'd be enough for anybody open to the idea of interactive animals uh like fantasy animals right so it's just like oh if you if you're one of those people and you're and you're open I would recommend it to you. Um, I think for anyone who's young at heart a Pokemon. Anyone who's young at heart will like the movie. Agreed. Yeah. That's that's a good way to conclude it. <laughs> but if, yeah, but if you're really into like the action, like of uh, uh, Fast and Furious you, in those kind of movies, or James Bond, you're probably not gonna like this one. But like I said, if you're if you're really young at heart and you're interested in those kind of things, it's a, or, you're, or if you're somewhat family oriented, 
you'll definitely yeah. like the movie. Yeah, this is something you watch with the family for sure. I think yeah. this would hold the attention of a child. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Then that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. I think right. we solved we solved the non-solvable we thing, solved, right? We solved the mystery. <laughs> yeah, we solved the mystery. All right. Go then watch it. <laughs> go watch it. Tell us what you think. And then, yeah. That's all. all. Right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Later. See you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.